Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's not your wife, it's not your kids, it's not your neighbor, and it sure isn't your boss. Only we understand you. We are your friends. You're listening to The Winning Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Let's Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Late that anger management class, level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci. We're breaking it down here. The show's taking a little bit of a, a different turn, <laughs> but Jason B. Tackerford's going to step up in it and uh, join us. So. Listen, guys, you know, I'm considered probably, like, soft. I'm not part of this, uh, you know, I'm not part of the, uh, I'm not part of the cancel culture stuff. Uh, but at the same point in time, I'm more sensitive than, you know, than some people probably want me to be. I see all sides of this stuff. Like I said, I'm not waiting for Trevor Bauer's story. Whatever, dude. You haven't even denied it. You're into this stuff. You got to go. It is what it is. You make too much money as it is. You're a distraction. Not to mention, like, you know what I mean? You're the one who started all this, like, cheating and then and and, and, and the sticky stuff. Like, there's just too much around Bauer. You know what I'm saying? But there is, like, we go too far here. And remember, Matias, so what was the guy? You remember? So, remember, it was, was it Di Maria, the player that got kicked out of the game? And Buddy said, oh, there's that uh, Latin temperament there. He's, he got upset. A British guy said that. And he met. He came on after. It was like the biggest apology ever. He was like, you know what? I didn't mean to offend anybody. I'm sorry. Like, I, they basically told him, we're going to fire you unless you apologize uh, for that. And remember you said, you weren't offended. You're Argentinian. You weren't offended. And I tweeted out today. And that's what I love about the Copa compared to the Euro. And I'm sure you'll agree with me with this. Uh, the Copa flies under the radar because it's the Euro. And I get it. It's like, you know, the EPL and the Liga players and all that type of stuff. And But the Copa... I love the flair. It's like Drew Martin was talking about. It's like the Caribbean World Series. It's like he was talking about baseball games in Mexico. It's more entertaining. There's more flair. And you look at the flair of the Copa, and it's the South American flair. These guys talking smack in the, at the penalty kicks. The Colombian dude boots the ball in the stands and does a little dance in front of the goalie. It's awesome stuff. That's the South American flair. That's not like offensive to say that. It's true. Yeah, it's passionate. It's it, that's what makes it great. No, absolutely, Gabe. 
you know, the thing is, whenever you see Argentina play Colombia, there's so much history behind that game. You know, these guys have been beating the crap out of each other since before you were born, <laughs> since before I was born. And, you know, the tournament happens every two years. In Europe, you know, there's, you know, when you go to the Euros, it's a huge group stage. So you don't know who you're going to be playing. You know, not in South America. In South America, you're going to play Colombia. You're going to play Chile. You're going to play Argentina. You're going to play Brazil and Paraguay and Uruguay. And they're going to beat the hell out of each other. And it's always going to be the same group of guys. Oh, it always know, seems like there's a riot about the breakout on the pitch. I love it. Like, it always seems Absolutely. like someone's about to punch the referee. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like someone's someone's about to snap. There's so much smack talking going on. Man, that Brazil-Argentina match is going to be crazy. Argentina is plus 290 right now. Big-time underdogs. Well, yeah, so that's pretty large, Gabe. I got to admit, I think Brazil should be the favorite. But there's not a snowball's chance in hell they should be at plus 280 or whatever the hell it was. Holy smoke, this should be at least plus 150. Argentina all the way. Oh shit, no, he is Argentinian. Half a part. <laughs> Shout out to our AM radio affiliates. The party's rolling on, man. These shows are flying by. It's great to be back in the groove. Uh, thanks to Drew Martin Betts. We're really touching all the bases. Jason B. Tackafin's going to join us. Talk a little more Trevor Bauer. We'll get into the All-Star game and and and, and you know, talk some baseball uh, with Jason. I want to get to the John McEnroe story. So uh, John McEnroe's reaction on the BB, uh, BBC broadcast, the British teenager, Emma uh, Raducan, who's mid-match retirement at Wimbledon has put him in a spotlight. People want investigation right now. So McEnroe, the legend, seven-time Grand Slams uh, singles champion. The 18-year-old uh, stopped playing while trailing in the second set of a fourth-round match uh, Monday night. She was visited by a trainer, then left for a medical timeout. They announced that she would not be uh, coming back due to a health issue. McEnroe, and after she said she had problems breathing, McEnroe told viewers it appears it got a bit too much, which is understandable. He then made a reference to Naomi Osaka, the four-time major champion who pulled out of the previous Grand Slam tournament. Um... I can't imagine being in her shoes, um, you know, and he said she was under a lot of pressure, and they want a national investigation right now. They're saying that he made light of mental health. Like, he said it appears that it got a bit much, which is understandable. He didn't rip her. He said it was understandable. I guess the match started late at night than it was supposed to. She was down. She was worn out, and you know what I mean? And another thing is, like, you know, so people are saying, you know, doubting. They're like, oh, it's like, how dare you question whether she had an injury or not? I don't know. Like, I, all he said is it appears it got a bit too much, which is understandable. And now they're like, I'm telling you, they're going to run his ass out of the country. Right? They're, 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 they're going to they're gonna run him out. You're going to see. There's already, like I said, people are demanding an investigation on the BBC. Uh, um... Uh, like they're 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 livid right now. They're livid right now. Like they're really, you know, they're, they're going after. We'll hit this. Uh, we we got Jason B. Tackafin uh, stepping up in it. But now, now they're they're coming after. He's sexist and he made light of mental health. All he said is it appeared it got a bit too much, which is understandable. That's all he said. <laughs> The only 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. The late night anger match for class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Lorenzo. We're throwing it down on Sirius XM Channel 204 Sports Grid Radio Networks. The loudest station in the nation. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Let's bring in Jason B. Takafin. Talks of Major League Baseball. And there's a lot of stuff to get to. We don't have a lot of time to do it. A three-time champion with the Toronto Blue Jays uh, affiliate, the Vancouver Canadians. The general manager, RGM, steps up. And then, Jason, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks so much for having me, Gabe. So, uh, Jason, let's start off with the Trevor Bauer uh, situation. Dave Stewart was very critical of how the Los Angeles Dodgers have handled the situation, so much so that he says he won't be part of the 1981 World Series celebration uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. The Dodgers have, you know, changed lanes on this from let's let the process play itself out to now Dave Roberts stating we don't expect uh, Trevor Bauer back anytime soon. What's your what's your opinion on how, number one, the Dodgers handle it and how Major League Baseball is handling this? Trevor Bauer, Rachel Luba, and everybody else in between. And we should note that he was placed on administrative leave for a week. Everybody expects that to be extended. And his hearing is now set for July 23rd with Major League Baseball. As far as Major League Baseball, you know, it's kind of similar to the Blackhawks thing in hockey. is They have to do their due diligence. They can only really deal in facts. And they're in the process of picking up as much information as possible. I think they were right to put Bauer on administrative leave. I think they were right uh, to ensure he is not on television and to ensure the safety of the victims and to ensure that they get the police and they get, you know, the right people involved. You know, as far as the Dodgers, it's a tricky situation. A lot of people did warn him, did warn the Dodgers, excuse me, about he, he was kind of a shady person. I know a lot of Mets fans and their due diligence, they also felt the same way. It's impossible to envision this situation where you have some serious physical damage done to um, to the victim. You know, always in this situation, it, it's very difficult because in sports, you kind of live in a bubble and you go from game to game. And Dave Roberts is used to thinking about his season. And he is not a criminal defense lawyer. He's not 
a lawyer even. He is not in PR. He is a baseball manager. So there's only so much that he can do. And again, same thing with the Blackhawks. Like these are not experts in deflection. They're they're experts in their sport. And all of a sudden they're thrust into a situation where they have to be experts in in you know in criminal law. And that's just not the case. I, I think the Dodgers they, they didn't handle it that well. Um, with the president of the team had their press conference and kind of made made light of switching topics. Um, I'd be Gabe, I'd be really shocked if this guy ever puts on a Dodger uniform again. I'd be shocked if this guy ever puts on a major baseball uniform again. Jason B. Takafin, wow. Wow. And here we are. Deadspin uh, wrote a story that he should never pitch again. And I said, and I, you know, I was suspicious. I was, I'm a Dodger fan and you can check yeah. to my timeline. I said at the time, he's going to be a distraction, right? And I knew, and I was always scared. I didn't think something like this was going to happen. Yet, this is a unique situation, guys, in which, you know, you look at the Sean Watson and there's accusations and, oh, you know what, he's kind of creepy, et cetera. But there are accusations, and this is this is different with Trevor Bauer. They had a relationship. There's no disputing it. So now, and it's an uncomfortable situation, right, to start to get into what was consensual when he originally released a statement while, you know, my if I like, you know, S&M, et cetera, that's my own business. You know what it reminds me of, actually, is John Gameshi. John Gameshi was a talk show host um, who basically – same thing, had a, a active sexual lifestyle and was into rough sex, for lack of a better term, and was sleeping. He was a big-time talk show host, and he was sleeping with actresses, and, and it was the same thing. It went to court. What was consensual and what wasn't, and it's such a gray area, but nevertheless, as you stated, we're talking about the Dodgers here, man. Dodger dogs, Vincent Scully, the O'Malley's. This is a clean-ass organization, bro. Like, they don't like stuff like this, and you're right. Like, and it's one thing, as far as Dave Stewart is concerned, Dave Stewart's been a player agent. So I'd be careful about throwing, you know, rocks at the glass house here, Mr. Stewart. I was surprised how vocal he was about this. But at the same point in time, I will agree with something he said, uh, Jason, that the O'Malley's never would have even let it go this far. They actually would have said, once they saw the pictures, and even like they do, like if they one of their players was into this stuff, they'd be like, you got to go. It's not the Dodger way. Right. You know, Dave Stewart's probably a very good person to speak on this because he was a player agent. He was a pitching coach. He was assistant general manager. He's maybe the greatest post, you know, ALC, eight known ALCS. Like he looks at it from a lot of different lenses and, you know, he may have outspoken a little bit, but he's always been outspoken. He's always sort of been a little bit, um, you know, not afraid of a microphone. And I say that in a good way. Um, I, I agree. You know, they, they didn't have to capital H sign him. He wasn't a player who was already under contract. They certainly had no shortage of starting pitchers if we're looking for things on the field. It didn't really look like it was a risk. They didn't really need to risk anything. Especially I'm sure they never thought, Jason, it was going to turn into an episode of Law and Order, Special Crimes Unit. You know what I mean? They, like they probably knew, all right, he's going to be on social media. He wants to film things. He's going to be annoying. He's going to say stupid yeah. things. Yes, there's probably going to be a lot of chicks hanging, girls hanging around, etc. You know, he's done interviews before saying his rules of relationship. That, you know what, I sleep with other people. I do what I want. You know what I mean? As you say, the Dodgers knew all this. I think they were thinking more, all right, he's going to be a rock star type of guy and we'll deal with it. I didn't think they, who, who the hell thought it was going to turn into this, bro? These pictures are pretty graphic. 
it was, um, you know, just looking at things two, in two separate sort of buckets, one on the field. It wasn't like they have a guaranteed contract with him, which overlapped with Clayton Kershaw's eventual unrestricted free agency. They weren't sort of covering themselves. He can still be unrestricted this year like Kershaw. So that was sort of curious move number one. But two is if you're going to sign someone for $105 million over three years at the player and give the players give the player a two player options, you have to be sure. And you have to be sure it's the same thing when they gave Matt Kemp. You know, Matt Kemp is – everyone loves the guy. They gave him $160 million guarantee over eight years. Uh, you know, like you said, like Matt Kemp is a person who used the face of your franchise. Magic Johnson, same thing. Like Sandy Koufax, Venezuela. These are like – Dave Stewart was actually his agent, just for the record. I thought that was Matt Kemp's agent. <laughs> very good. Uh, very good synergy. Um, y- yeah, I-, I don't know. It was very sketchy. I think they – I mean, they obviously regret it. They can use a better choice of words, but it's it's a tough situation. You know, it's it's interesting when when they signed him, a lot of the language that they used in terms of bad for the room was a lot of the same language that we heard with PK Subban, as in like, oh, he's a me first guy, he's not part of the team, and this and that. And it just it didn't. It sounded very similar. Where no, this is just kind of a 21st century player who understands branding, who understands that like he does, you know, he wants to be a little bit autonomous. No one could have seen this coming especially this early uh you know thoughts and prayers go to the victim and hopefully there's sort of a resolution to this and hopefully that there's you know peace for both sides i don't know sort of the right words to say uh, on the legal aspect of it but very shocking with the dodgers especially with the new ownership group and especially with you know again like you said the clean cut image they've had for 30 40 years all right, uh, we got about a minute left before we hit the break here we got jason for another segment on the other side but in this minute Plus, you know, what's your take? What's your opinion on Rachel Luba here? I mean, she's the most visible female agent in a game, and she was so heralded, right, for, you know, the revolutionary deal, et cetera. Yeah. And, and the irony here that her client is in the middle of, like, you know, a pretty ugly sexual, you know, situation here. Yeah, and her other client is Yasiel Puig, right, who has a history also, um, you know. And, now, so- and now in the Mexican League. Right. Um, with Roberto Osuna. Uh, so she's going to be at the forefront. She's going to have a lot of sort of questions that need to be answered. I actually think, I mean, she has her own podcast. She is going to be very vocal about this. I don't think she's going to shy away. I think because she is also a lawyer, she's going to adhere to the, you know, let's gather all the facts. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see sort of what side she takes, whether it's the, I'm going to defend my person and be of a Scott Boris or be sort of the next question, please. Like, you know, defending Terrell Owens, Drew Rosenhaus. Like, what are they yeah, gonna, it's a tough. Yeah, it's a very difficult situation. It really, really is. Um, All right, hold on, Jason. We got we got to get out of here. More with Jason B. Tackerman on the other side. The late night anger man from Crossfit TV. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country. 
including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brands Park American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Our goal is subtle, but profound. We want you, Sporto, to hold court at the company water cooler every Friday and Monday. Get it? That's the winning edge. All you gotta do is listen. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenti. All right, listen, there's a lot of baseball stuff I want to get to with Jason here. Jason B. Tackapin. Uh, joining us, former general manager of the Vancouver Canadiens, uh, eight ball affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays, a three time champion as uh, the GM. And as we're going to the break, we're discussing Rachel Luba. And I'm not insinuating like she's, you know what I mean? Like agents, yeah. that would be unfair, right? Like, same thing. Do people blame Drew Rosenhaus every time one of his clients do, does something, right? Yeah. Do people blame Scott Boris, et cetera? If you're an agent, it's going to happen. That's the call you dread, right? When you're representing somebody, it's like being a, you were a GM. Uh, you and I talked about it before, right? I'm sure you even got, you know, calls, your phone ring. Oh, God, no. Like, oh, what did he do, right? What did my center fielder do tonight? That's part of it. But I bring her up only because she's so public, bro. It's yeah. not like she's an anonymous agent that's not online. She's got an opinion on everything about everything. So now it's hard, like, you know what I mean? You can't, like... Suddenly, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know what I mean? That's my point why I bring up, I'm not specifically, oh, and she's a woman, and oh, how about the irony? That was my point, that yeah. she's so at the forefront. She's online 24-7, bro. Yeah. I, 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 I admire Rachel Luba a lot for her work with the, with the battery contract, also for her work in kind of being a disruptor. And she talks about it a lot on her podcast about how, like, yes, every agent told her that her style wouldn't work. And she was right because she was trying to make friends with the wrong people. She should have, you know, been trying to make friends with the UCLA baseball players, which she did. <laughs> you know, well, she was a gymnast there. Exactly. Well, no, she, yeah. Look, Trevor Bauer went to UCLA. They've known each other for 10 plus yeah. years. Like that's, you, you know, like you're trying to make friends with the wrong people, right? You want to be friends with the athletes who, who want you to represent them. Um, I think She's a part of the story because she's outspoken and she's also put herself at the forefront. And I give her credit for that. Like she, she's insane. Dormant for new agents is to be out there and to show your work. And she definitely did get Trevor Bauer a very good contract. And again, she, she has her own podcast. Um, she did excellent work uh, and all the other agents do not like her. I, I think that she will do the right thing no matter what it is whether it's if Trevor is guilty to leave him and to issue an apology or at the very least sort of, you know, tell things legally from her point of view and also sort of morally from her point of view. But I, I trust her to do the right thing. I, I, 
I think that she's a real trailblazer and I think that she's an excellent agent. And uh, I'm not really concerned, so to speak, about um, if she helped sanitize him, so to speak, or she I don't I don't believe that at all. I don't I don't think that at all. If anything, he helped. For his things that he was progressive about, like having a content company or like um, having short term contracts, bidding on yourself, she was helpful for that because she also thought the same way. Jason B. Takafin, kick it with us. So, Jason, you brought it up a couple of moments ago as well that the Dodgers didn't really need him, per se, right? They had David Price coming back. Uh, you know, now we, we've seen Gonsolin's pitch well now that he's back as well. They didn't really need him. And now you know they're planning, as you stated. I'm, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying he's never going to play again, but I don't think he'll pitch for the Dodgers again. I think the Dodgers will say, you know what? We tried. It was a mistake. We're going to move on and just forget this ever happened and whitewash this. Yeah. And I, th I think they'll move on. But with that being stated, now with the trade deadline around the corner, this does change things, right? It, yeah. This does put the Dodgers on the market right now to say, you know what, guys? We're not going to have Bauer here anymore. And you, know, you can argue, well, you have the same guys you won the World Series with last year and you got a great staff, but – What's your take on that now? Are the Dodgers now going to be in a mix to be adding an arm? Well, they should be. Um, I, I don't think they should depend on him. And I think that, yes, they had the same players last year, but they made the deliberate attempt to go over and above. So there's no reason they could take their foot off the gas there. Um, you know, if the Nationals cool off, uh, Max Schertz will be certainly sought after. Or maybe a Kyle Hendricks out of Chicago because the Cubs have really cooled off. They've lost um, 11 straight games, and they're totally out of the race. That's probably going to help them be sellers. Um, there's no shortage of arms they can get. They can even maybe get the Craig Kimbrell from the Cubs and then move Price back into the rotation. Uh, Price is a really – David Price is, is a really big wild card here. They may use him as like an Andrew Miller type long man, um, but not in the proverbial long man um, where you typically mop up a game, but in a long man to take them, let's say, from inning five to inning eight. Um, or he may be the closer. We don't know. Uh, he's such a weapon and he's so experienced and he's so sort of professional that he'll probably do anything. But he can also be a starter. He can be a closer if they want to beef up the bullpen and make Jansen or Jansen in the eighth or ninth inning. Like the Dodgers have a lot of options, right? Like you said, they have a lot of arms. Uh, no shortage of, you know, Duffy in Kansas City. There's no shortage of players they can go after. And they have the prospects. Like this is a very, very deep team, very rich in prospects, up and down their system, readily available to play, uh, not readily, you know, sort of a little bit younger. Uh, they know how to make big trades, or at the very least, are set up to make big trades. Um, I, I can see them going out and getting another arm or two. Jason B. Takafin uh, with us, and uh, Jason, of course, is the president of the Matt Olson uh, fan club. And uh, Matt Olson, you know, far from being a household name. Uh, despite being a great baseball player. But I think um, participating in the home run derby will change that, especially if you can go in a deep run in the home run derby. He's the sixth confirmed uh, participant in the home run derby. People are tuned to the show. No, Jason has him to be the most valuable player. He's got 20 home runs. His slugging percentage is over uh, 550 right now, 552 uh, to be exact. He's got 123 home runs in his career, 36 in 2019. You know, and in fact, uh, over his career through six Major League Baseball seasons, he's actually averaged 40 home runs per 162 games played. This this could be this is a type of deal good for him that he's part of this because this is the type of stuff we see. The home run derby is like the slam dunk contest used to be. It's a big deal now. People watch this thing. 
you know, I've said this before. We've talked about this. The Home Run Derby has a chance to be um, one of the largest gambling events, uh, sort of a mini version of a Super Bowl. It's on a Monday night in the dead of the summer. There's no other professional sports. It's sort of paced like a UFC fight where you have time to gamble on it. I have no doubts. No doubt there will be odds on the television. And listen, I'm not rescinding any presidency, even though Matt Olson has a 507 OPS in his last 14 days. He has struggled. He's cooled off. Um, it's going to take a lot for Olson to win MVP. It took him 60 to one in spring training, uh, maybe, maybe 50 to one. I forget, but it, he was long odds. Shohei Otani and Vladimir Guerrero are one and two. It's very rare to see that where uh, you have two guys running away with it. It's the market, I think it's Jason, funny. too. Like, look at a good example is look at like Chris Bassett, as far yeah. as All Star snubs is concerned. Guys, Bassett uh, over 17 starts, only four times is he allowed more than two earned runs. He's, uh, his strikeout clip is uh, over 25%, 25.2%. Opposing uh, uh, hitters are hitting 210 against him. Like I said, if he was if he was a Met or he was a Yankee and he was putting these numbers up, he's probably starting the All-Star game. That's the way this stuff works. No question. I would even say the same thing for Matt Olson. He would definitely have an MVP push. You remember when, like, universities would do these massive campaigns for the Heisman and they would take out billboards? That's what teams would be doing for these players to get them on the All-Star game. And that's not even saying what they would do on social media, just with their internal channels. You know, the A's have a chance. I think Matt Olson could put himself and the A's on the map. If the A's finish strong here and have a four or five game lead in the wild card uh, going into the all-star break, they're going to be a serious conversation piece outside of Shohei Otani and Vlad Guerrero Jr. And and you know what? We've mentioned this before. Like the Oakland A's have a New Jersey Devils-ish kind of to them where they kind of use the anonymity as a weapon. And they say, listen, if you do want to be, be a cool and be able to go for dinner and you're able to walk around and no one, you know, no one harasses you and there's no tabloids, this is a place to be. So it's the, kind of the best of both worlds, hopefully for Matt Olson. He, he does go deep and he fixes his swing or whatever they him because we need him to get hot. And there are a lot of like really weird snubs actually uh, this Thank year. Like, you. yeah, there really were. Max Scherzer is one that, you know, as well. And it's one of these deals where it's like, all right, you want to take Max Scherzer for granted. He's a World Series champion. And, you know, he's all the accolades, three-time Cy Young Award. He's going to be a future Hall of Famer. But, oh, yeah, he's also having a great year right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, how the hell is Max Scherzer not 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 an all-star? It's t- The National League has such a unique situation, sim- similar to how Shohei Otani is like this unicorn hitting and pitching. Jacob DeGrom's got an ERA under, you know, under one. He gave up a two-run home run this past week, and everybody's freaking out, saying that he's washed up, and then he goes out and strikes out 14, zero walks over seven innings. DeGrom, Wheeler, Peralta, Woodruff, this is a very top-heavy National League. Guys that would be in the MVP conversation if Jacob DeGrom didn't exist, certainly Woodruff and Wheeler, uh, they're having outstanding years. Uh, Peralta also... Kevin Gossman also, even like a Marcus Stroman is having a great year. It's easy to forget about Scherzer because also the Nationals had a really bit down year last year, and he got hurt a little bit. And the Nationals are, you know, around 500 this year, and they're, you know, they're only in it because the Mets are, you know, not running away with it. So it's very easy to forget about him. I think it's kind of funny because Scherzer can go to the American League and be an American League All Star for the next five years, and the National League will kind of have missed having him in his National League swan song. 
Um, he should, if, if anything, if you're a Nationals fan, you kind of want Scherzer to maybe take, you know, take a week off. You don't have to travel or anything, and you can just, you can rest up for the first time in a long time. Well, it was two weeks ago uh, that we talked about the Nationals, and they were 28 to one. It went to 23 to one and 20 to one. Currently, plus 650 uh, yeah. right now. So the Nationals back in the mix. Jason B. Takafid will rejoin us on Sunday night. We'll talk about the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. We'll get into it more in uh, more in depth. I know your podcast drop every Wednesday. Uh, Jason, where can people find it? At IBWAA Podcast Drops, like you said, every Wednesday morning. Great stuff, Jason B. Takafin stepping up. And then, Jason, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Gabe, thanks so much. Talk to you Sunday. The Late Night Anger Management Class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Late Night Anger Matchment Class. This is Sports Rage. Great stuff with Jason B. Takafin. Holy crap, I'm just sort of blown away here right now. Man, what a crazy, like I said, like, listen, we, we we like to stick to games and stuff. And, you know, we used to hit, like, more topics. We're so busy with the Stanley Cup Finals, the NBA Finals. But it really has been a crazy week in, like, the media and stuff. Like, the whole Rachel Nichols and uh, Maria Taylor. I don't know what's going on, Maria Taylor. Um, you know, last week there was a big leak in the media about how Maria Taylor turned down $5 million a year. And I tweeted at the time, she must have something up her sleeve or something because no one turns down $5 million a year. But people think that like they, they leaked that to try to make her look bad or greedy or something like that. Uh, like that. I don't know, like who leaked that, right? 
Things are getting really nasty behind the scenes. Basically, like the New York Times is covering this stuff. They're the ones that broke this, right? Like, it's uh, pretty sensitive. But I always say, things can always get worse, right? You always hear me say that, Matthias. As bad as things are, they can always be worse. And I'm not going to, I don't want to get into this stuff, but I almost feel like it's our duty to here if you tune into the show. So we don't know about anything, right? We don't know about anything. So, like, if you know about the... So, basically, Rachel Nichols was on tape. Deadspin got sent, like, a secret, uh, secretly video, uh, audio tape and video from a hotel room. Pretty sleazy stuff. But it wasn't. So, it turned out, actually, it was, like, an ESPN producer that leaked it. And it was Rachel Nichols complaining that Maria Taylor was getting a big push at ESPN uh, because of diversity. And she didn't criticize Maria Taylor. So, we should note that. She really didn't. She said, I got no beef for Maria. I like her. I wish her the best. But she goes, uh, I don't like how they're pushing me out of the way for her. She goes, you know, give her something else. Why are they coming at me? Right? So she was complaining to one of LeBron's agents, of all people. Right? So it's kind of weird here, but I'm just giving you the gist of it. So the thing is, it came across. She said, she, she laughed about the Me Too and uh, BLM, Black Lives Matter stuff a little bit with LeBron. Like, it's not good for anybody, this stuff. You know, the secret videotaping stuff and audio, man, and it wasn't really whatever. She was, like, free on the phone and stuff, and it was like, I don't know, I guess the ES, one of the former producers of ESPN basically left the, the, the tape running. You imagine, Matisse? <laughs> Rachel Nichols, like, is in her room, does, like, a hit or something, you know what I mean? And they left the tape, they left everything running. She gets on the phone, starts bitching about everything, about, like, ESPN and Maria Taylor, and, you know, Maria Taylor's getting a push because of diversity at ESPN, and ESPN sucks at diversity, and, like, she never, but so she rips ESPN, she sort of takes a pot shot at Maria a bit, not really, it wasn't personal towards Maria, but... She did take a shot at her bosses, right? And so everyone's coming at her, and it's not good. Like, she got taken off the sideline stuff. She's still on the jump. Her apology was weak. Uh, she apologized yesterday on TV. Oh, I respect Maria Taylor. It didn't come across good. So when I said things can get worse, and I hate doing this because whatever, but yeah, there's a, there's a tweet out there of Carl Anthony Towns. And we're just going to put it in this context. Carl Anthony Towns you know, on the court says to Jimmy Butler, call Rachel Nichols. And he's, they're smack-talking each other. They don't like each other, remember. Jimmy Butler was on the T-Wolves and, like, t tormented him and Wiggins and stuff, right? And Towns hates Butler. So they're melting off. They're going back and forth to each other. And Carl Anthony Towns says, yeah, whatever, dude, call, call Rachel Nichols. And kind of random, right? People at the time, like, you know. So, nevertheless, you remember in the bubble, Jimmy Butler, there was a security incident. Remember? There was no visitors allowed and all that in your room and all that stuff in the bubble. And you remember Jimmy Butler had a security incident? And it turned out they said he was bouncing a basketball and they played it like, oh, he was he's real hardcore. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. So, like I said, it's been a crazy day. And I don't know, like, I'm not saying any of this stuff is true, but it's our responsibility to let you know what's going on in the world here. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention any of this stuff, all right? But Carl Anthony Towns, like the, the, the <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns to Jimmy Butler, 
kind of uh, kind of kind of says it all there, doesn't it? Like, wow, what a crazy, what a crazy week, man. I guess, Matthias, the moral of the story is, bro, watch who you sleep with, watch what you say, and make sure no tapes and recordings are going. Like, think of, like, this week, like, just from, like, Trevor Bauer, like, you know what I mean? Like, from Trevor Bauer, Rachel Nichols getting recorded in a room. It gets dropped now in the NBA Finals. Like, this isn't good for her. Like, this isn't going to end well for her. Right, like, um, like the, you know, forget about the other stuff and Carl Anthony Towns and all that, but she got taken off the sidelines, bro. It's this, it's it's not good. It's like you got John McEnroe getting crucified in England, and I want to finish off just quickly. I want to finish off the John McEnroe stuff. So, John McEnroe, listen, John McEnroe's a controversial guy, but he doesn't really cross the line, really, and he's a great tennis analyst. Like he really is good at what he does. So. All he, all he said, um, you know, and he even went on, he even went on to, 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 to like, defend her and, and stuff. All right, so um, she said she was feeling dizzy. I was playing the best tennis of my life for an amazing crown this week, and I think the whole experience caught up with me. At the end of the first set, after some of the super intense rallies, I started to breathe heavily, and I felt dizzy. The medical team advised me not to continue, and although it felt like the hardest thing in the world to me not be able to finish Wimbledon on the court, I will not. Uh, I was not well enough to carry on. Thank you for the support. She's ranked 338th in the world, all right? Um, she says she feels much better this morning. So, John McEnroe says, I feel bad for Emma, he said during the broadcast. I feel bad for Emma. It appears it got a bit too much, which is understandable. He then referred to Naomi Osaka, the four-time major champion who pulled out of the previous Grand Slam tournament, and also Miss Wimbledon, because she needed a mental health break. How much can players handle, he says. If you look at the guys that have been around and the girls uh, for so long, how well they handle it. McEnroe said, adding, he hoped... Radicana would learn from this experience. All right, said, so he went on. He went on to, to state. So here's a bunch of people accredited. Here's doctors and stuff. I didn't realize John McEnroe was medically qualified or he has x-ray vision. I hope Emma Radicana was okay and wish her a speedy recovery. Did her country proud. McEnroe didn't say he didn't do her country proud. She admitted this morning. She just said it. The moment got too much for me. Like, like how much clear? Like, I think everybody, hey, I think everybody owes McEnroe an apology. Don't they? At the end of the first set, after some super intense rallies, I started to breathe heavily and I felt dizzy. I think the whole experience caught up with me. Am I like crazy here? Like, uh, hey, BBC, I think you can stop your investigation. McEnroe was right. He said it caught up to her. And there's no shame in that. She's 18 years old. She's ranked 338th in the world. She's in the quarterfinals of Wimbledon. The match went on forever. It started later than it was supposed to, and it caught up to her. There's no shame in that. You know what I mean? She'll be back. She's ranked 338th in the world. She's a kid. That's another thing, too. Instead of coming after McEnroe, I think McEnroe was raising a greater point here. Tennis, you guys are psychos, man. Look, look, what what sports destroys teenagers and kids, man, like tennis does? Do you know what I mean? Look what you did to Jennifer Capriati. And tennis, you guys are like the, the fashion industry and stuff. 
right? Like if a girl is like 23 or 24, she's old, right, in tennis, right? You run these players into the ground. You put these 16, 17, 18-year-old girls. Uh, I always thought that was funny when they said, oh, you can't be, you can't do this till you're 18. You can't do that till you're, you can't be, you can't get drafted till you're 18 in the NBA. Can't do this in Major League Baseball, hockey, you got to do this, you got to play in NCAA first. You know, it's in tennis, though. It's like, whatever. Yeah, 14 years old, Russian girl, no problem. You're in. <laughs> right? Like, like, they have no, like, they got no morals in tennis. So, like, what the hell are you talking about? McEnroe's raising a good point. Maybe you guys should look more into the mental health of your tennis player instead of, like, ripping the announcer for bringing it up. It's just a bunch of pile of crap. Like I said, if I see something, I'll call it out and say, yeah, listen, fire the guy. Yeah, he's out of line. How is he out of line? He's one of the greatest tennis players ever. He knows pressure. He didn't rip her. He said he hopes she learns from the experience. Everybody has, like, failures. You know what I mean? Like, I used to be in a band called Corrupted Youth, man. We opened up for a sacrifice in DRI on a little mini tour. We got smoked all the time. You know what? The moment was too much for us. We were in over our head. Oh, I said, fire myself for saying that. I was 15 years old. <laughs> I was 15 and 16 years old at the time on tour with these big-time bands. Yeah, and a moment was a little bit too much. Fire me. Right? Like, come on. And people are just insane with this stuff, man. People got to chill out. Like, everyone's got to chill out. Everything's, everybody's offended about everything all the time. The problem is with this stuff, if you get offended about everything that's not offensive and stupid, nobody will listen to you. It's like, you know what? Like, go read the story of the little boy that cried wolf, everybody, all right? Because no one will listen to you when you actually do have something to complain about if you complain about everything. That's my, that's my uh, moral of the story. All right, so we know that Matias likes Argentina on Saturday. We've got a lot of time to get to that. <laughs> We're going to have time to get to that. Italy somehow did it today. Wow. That was some big drama. Not the prettiest match, but some big drama. They pulled it out. Um, now you get England and Denmark. Are we really going to have England versus Italy, man? And, and, and the Euro final, Matias? Are you taking England or Denmark here? You're calling it upset here. No, dude, I'm going to go with England. Uh, I think Denmark started to run out of gas a little bit towards that game with the Czech Republic. I think Czech Republic had Denmark on their heels for most of that game, and, and luckily Denmark survived. But, you know, Denmark, uh, you know, they're not England. Czech Republic is not England. England has the players to really push them up front, and also they're going to be a liability on the air against the British. So I, I, expect, I expect England to get to the final, but at the end of the day, the Italians are bringing home the trophy. Yeah, you know what? The, the, the Italians seem like the team of destiny right now, huh? They just keep finding different ways. They look like they were left for dead today. They really did. Like, they were they were spent. They, they were spent. They had no answers in the first half. They were dominated in the first half. They were lucky Spain. You know, Spain don't get a lot of Spain. That's Spain's thing, though, right? You know, Spain, Spain, like, played a ball possession thing and stuff. And, you know, it's pretty and whatever. They do their thing. But they don't have that finishing touch and the killer instinct. Um, and I remember once, I don't know who it was, Buddy just sailed it over the net once early in the, you know, in the first half. It was like, wow, Italy dodged a bullet there. Like, Buddy should have scored from that point-blank range. Right? You're on Spain. You got to bury that. Um, Italy have found a way. What's impressive is you notice they've beaten different styles of teams, too. All right? It's like, all right, we'll grind through. All right, now we'll beat Belgium, too. You know, we'll score a couple of goals here. Very impressive. It's going to be epic stuff. A lot of pressure on England. We'll talk more about this on the other side. Bring it.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Uh, so we're into the home stretch uh, here. Great show uh, tonight. We enjoyed it. Enjoyed all of our guests tonight. Jason B. Takafin, Drew Martin, Betts. Uh, kicked it was Steve Merrill as well. We didn't even get, so we got England. And listen, at this point, why get in front of destiny, man? And, I, you know, I respect Denmark. It's unbelievable what they did. These guys are deadly with their crosses. It's going to be something to keep your eye on. I like betting the unders of these matches, yet, I don't know. I'm sorry, man. England's England's defense have been great. So, is it going to be two nil? Well, you know, what's the correct score odds here? So, England one nil is plus four fifty. England two nil is uh, plus six hundred. England two one is plus seven fifty. Man, I'm actually thinking two one, Matthias. England two one plus seven fifty. What do you think of that score? It's not crazy. Denmark can score on a cross. They're big dudes, man. They're good at that, bro. Like, they're, that's their thing, Denmark. They'll come in, they'll lob the ball into the box, and they like they, almost like every one of their goals in a tournament has been that way. Denmark are pretty persistent. I guess they could get shut out, but, you know, 2-1 wouldn't shock me, bro. 750 is pretty good odds for 2-1. I actually like that score the best out of all of them. Uh, out of all the scores that you read, 2-1 is, is definitely the one that catches my eye the most. Uh, it, you know, will there be a red card? How many cards will be in this game? You know, Denmark and England seem that there is history in that game, Gabe. I expect a little bit of a dirty game. You know, last time Denmark, I remember in the 2002 World Cup, Denmark and England, they played each other in the in the knockout rounds after the group stage, and they beat the hell out of each other. So I'm sure that the coaches will be in their ears in the locker room talking about the 2002 World Cup game and what it meant for England to beat Denmark. Uh, it's been uh, been a wild uh, wild day of soccer uh, with the Copa and the Euro. Uh, like we said, it just seems like England and uh, Italy. And you know, two 
two just passionate fan bases going head-to-head uh, potentially in the final unless Denmark can pull off the upset. And speaking of passionate fan bases, we compared England to the Maple Leafs. I'd say Italy to the Canadians. Used to be great, trying to be great again, close to it. Canadians back on ice tomorrow night. Game time decisions, we break it down. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.